I am Matthew Galt, and this is Cyber Discord. We're using it to record the show right now. The popular chat app was once the humble home of gamers who are tired of paying for Ventrilo and TeamSpeak servers. Now it's so much more. The crypto people have come, and it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. From the Board Ape Yacht Club to the next altcoin with no backing, any project related to the blockchain probably has a space on Discord, which is great. The Discord was never built to be a place where people gathered together to manifest complex financial schemes, and because of that, it's rife with scammers, grifters, and hackers. If you're listening, and you've been taken in by a crypto scam, there is a good chance that some of it was orchestrated or executed over Discord. According to Motherboard Senior Staff Writer Lorenzo Franceschi Bicarai, Discord is the world's most important financial messenger and a hotbed for scammers. He's with me here today to talk about it. Lorenzo, thank you once again for coming on to uh, Cyber and walking us through this. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to talking about Rocket League. <laughs> no, sorry. I mean Discord, yeah. Um, okay. So, for the people that don't know, Discord for me is a place where I go to trade really bad memes uh, with friends and coordinate my gaming groups. Sometimes if I need information about a specific game, often that game has a Discord, an official Discord server. They've got the latest info. Um, how is it possible that this gaming chat app is the world's most important financial messenger? Well, it's mostly, I think the simple answer is that it's very easy to use. It's free and a lot of people already use it for other purposes. So, you know, it's familiar for a lot of people. Uh, it has very good um, community features. You know, you can have a server with uh, multiple uh, channels in it, uh, channels that can be private or not, and we can talk more about it, what that means. Um, you know, you can have different permissions in different channels. So there's a lot going on for Discord uh, in, the, in the sense of being a tool for a lot of people to talk at the same time and uh, for a lot of people to receive communications. You know, you can have bots that send updates to the whole channel or server. Uh, you know, it's very customizable. So there's a lot of things going for Discord. The reason it became huge for crypto, it's, uh, you know, there isn't really an origin story. Uh, I think it was in 17 or 18, some projects started to migrate to it. Um, you know, maybe they were using Telegram, maybe they were using Slack. Uh, I spoke to someone that said that they were using Slack, but it became, uh, they realized that it wasn't good because it was exposing people's emails by default, which is something that you don't want uh, most of the time. It's also Slack is mostly used for uh, businesses, you know, it's uh, for your coworkers and your company. So it's a, it's a platform that assumes that you know who you're talking to, whereas Discord assumes that you probably don't know who you're talking to. And in most cases, you don't really want to know them other than, you know, just chatting casually. So it's way more in that in that sense, it's very, very appropriate for crypto projects, which, you know, try to attract as many people as possible. And and most of them pseudonymous. 
Right. Let's let's back up a little bit. I think the the where this story begins, literally the story that you've written that we've linked to in the chat begins is pretty interesting. Like all great things uh, in modern life, it all starts with a Twitter thread. So can you kind of walk us who John Frazier is and and what he discovered or investigated, suspected, and then discovered about uh, Discord and its relationship with crypto? Yeah, John Frazier is the founder of an Ethereum-based platform called Origin, which is relatively big. And um, he was doing some... Uh, he, he was wondering whether he could monitor his uh, Discord server for a specific keyword because uh, he told me that he was just interested in... Uh, you know, trying to figure out when people spoke about a certain things, what they said about this certain thing. And while he was uh, fiddling with it, he realized that uh, he could see a bunch of private channels. Uh, you know, these were channels that he could see some information of, but he couldn't get in. And so he soon realized that these were private channels. And he was like, wait, I thought that these were private. Uh, and it turns out that actually by default, uh, or, you know, not, not even by default, this is just how it works with Discord, and you can't really change that. Your private channels can still be findable through the API and um, which is not very hard to use. Like uh, Fraser told me that it's it's pretty easy to to use that and, and crawl uh, private channels. And the information that is exposed is the name of the private channel, uh, the list, the full list of members, and the description of the channel. Um, and, you know, depending on what channel we're talking about, this is relatively sensitive information. Uh, the example that he used is that, you know, there's a lot of crypto projects that, um, you know, try to be listed on Coinbase or other exchanges. And sometimes maybe they will use Discord to uh, organize that, to coordinate that. Uh, and, some, and maybe they will use a private channel called uh, Coinbase slash name of the, pro the crypto project. So if you're able to see that channel and you're an investor, you could say, oh, these guys are going to be in Coinbase soon. You know, I'll keep an eye out for this and um, maybe I can get you know, an early trade, get some, you know, get some, um, get the token while it's uh, cheap, quote unquote. Um, he also said that when he, so after he made this discovery, just a quick uh, step back, when he made this discovery, he tweeted about it because he told Discord and Discord was like, yeah, you know, this is an own issue uh, right now. We can't really fix it. And so he went on Twitter, uh, did a very good long thread about it. And actually, a lot of people that are in crypto got mad at him because they said that they use this, uh, you know, they crawl and keep an eye on private channels in order to get some uh, competitive advantage over other companies or try to figure out when they're going to list on, as I said, getting listed on exchanges or maybe announcing new drops or mints or whatever. So, so it is an issue that like exposes a lot of information. Uh, the full list of users is also not great that it's visible because you know it's a private channel. Uh, I think most people would think that that would not be public. Fraser also used some examples that he saw himself. He saw that uh, there was a group um, of a project that this was sort of their their group of people that had like a signature multi-sig privileges. So very powerful. You know, people that have a lot of responsibility in the project, and they put a Google Doc URL in the description, and so anyone could see that and click on it and see a lot of information that was not supposed to be public. How is it that, you know, something that is ostensibly private, is marked private, is advertised at private, is not at all? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, it's really not ideal. Um, Discord uh, says that, you know, this is just the design right now. They maybe change it later, but they sort of told Fraser that right now it's just, uh, you know, it would be very complicated to change. I think maybe the answer is that, you know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. This is a platform for gamers mostly. Is it really important that the list of members of a private channel for like, I don't know, uh, you know, a Rocket League clan is exposed? Probably not, right? But but again, it's really, it's, you know, the name is private channel. You know, they're called private channels. At the very least, Discord should be very clear about what is a private channel and what is not when you create it, which I don't think it's uh, it's clear right now. Uh, not Mickey in chat has a very interesting question that I'm going to answer, but I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Lorenzo and then I'm going to use it to tee up the rest of this chat because it's a very good question that brings us to a lot of the problems with what's going on. Um, is using crawled information like that potentially insider trading? Insider trading. Interesting question. Let's first, but for, to, to get to the answer to that, can you tell me a little bit more about, because traditional financial markets have their own proprietary chat apps. There are Bloomberg terminals, and there's this thing called Symphony that I'd never heard of until you wrote about it in the article. What are those? How do they work? How are they different from Discord? Yeah, so Bloomberg Instant, which, as you said, is part of uh, the Bloomberg terminal, which is a hardware product. It's an actual like computer that you install you know that you put on the on your desk if you're a, if you work in finance if you work at a hedge fund or a trading firm or whatever. Um, so there's Bloomberg Instant, which is in, uh, as I said incorporated into the Bloomberg terminal, which is very expensive by the way. It's uh, I think twenty five around twenty five thousand dollars per unit per month. Um, so definitely not a cheap product. Uh, as you said, there's Symphony, uh, which is a more it's a more modern. Uh, chat app. If you look at the screenshots that we had on the that we put on the screen, Bloomberg Instant looks very old, uh, whereas Symphony looks more like a Slack sort of product. Um, Symphony is also um, not not free, and I, I I don't know how much it costs, but I'm sure it's not very cheap because it is also geared exclusively towards the finance world. And because they're both products for the finance world, they are built with compliance in mind, with complying with specific financial regulations, you know, the financial regulations that, that the SEC and the U.S. government puts forth. Uh, so, for example, uh, they're fully auditable, which means that all the messages get stored so that the firm can go look for them or the SEC can go look for them if they need. Uh, it's encrypted locally, but again, um, it's auditable, so all the messages can be seen eventually if needed. Um, so it's not really built for crypto. Uh, probably most projects would not even want to even consider paying $25,000 a unit, even though you know we hear about projects with like hundreds of millions of dollars in seed funding and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, there isn't really an alternative right now uh, that's as good as Discord for many reasons. And to answer the question from our audience, I don't know if insider trading is a thing in the crypto world. You know, there's no regulation. There isn't really any rules against any of this. Um, you know, philosophically, conceptually, maybe you could say it's, uh, it's insider trading. Although, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, but you could say that, you know, if this information is exposed, 
then it's not really any, you're not really doing anything wrong. You're just looking at information that it's exposed by default. Right. I would say that like in spirit, it's insider trading. If you were to, if you were to crawl, you know, information and use that to make specific trades. Right. But in reality, because this is an unregulated market, insider trading is just going to be a facet of that market because there's no law against it. Right. I think that's, that's the answer. (laughs) And that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I would say that why, because of the way discord is built, this has become a huge problem. This is why Seth Green's apes are getting stolen. Right. I mean, I, I don't know specifically that 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 hack happened over discord, but just as a point of cultural reference, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's the wild West nature of both discord and crypto allows for these kinds of things to happen. So um, I think a good place to start with this next bit is Lorenzo, you've reported on crypto. What is it like when you go in with your discord handle into any of these crypto rooms and start messing about like what happens to your account? Mm-hmm. Well, so this is a great point that actually we didn't touch uh, a lot in the story because this is more like, uh, you know, navel gazy stuff, which we, we can get into now. You know, it's very useful for journalists. Like the fact that all these crypto projects are on Discord and anyone can join is great for us because, you know, if I'm writing about, you know, crypto project X, which just got hacked, I can uh, go to their website or their Twitter account. They have a Discord uh, link right there. Click on it, get into their Discord. And I can see the reactions of people. You know, I can see how the team is uh, being responsive or helpful or unhelpful sometimes uh, when there's a hack. And as you say, you know, most of the times, if not all the time, to be honest, as soon as you get into a Discord uh, channel uh, or server that is uh, for a crypto project or blockchain project, you get a DM from some random person pretending to be from the project or adjacent to the project saying, hey, you know, there's this uh, exciting mint or this exciting NFT drop. You should click on this link. That is definitely not a phishing link. And honestly, you know, I am very paranoid. I am very careful. Obviously, I'm not the audience for this kind of things. You know, when I see this DM, I just ignore. But if I was a regular user, I wouldn't immediately think that this is a phishing link. You know, I would just think, okay, I joined this new project. They must have, you know, coded or programmed a bot to message everyone to give them this news. It's not, you know, it's not really, there isn't really a UI or that tells me that this is not a good thing, that this message is something that I should not even be interacting with. Uh, the only way to really avoid that is to uh, restrict your DMs, which I think you can just do. You probably, actually, I don't know this. I imagine that you can do it uh, depending on which server. But, you know, if you restrict them, then you're stopping anyone, including, I don't know, friends or potential friends or people that you want to game with from messaging you. All right, cyber listeners, we're going to pause there for a break. If you are listening to the podcast, please enjoy these messages from our fine sponsors. If you are watching the Twitch stream, we will be back immediately. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Cyber listeners, you are back. We are talking about Discord and its place in the grander crypto world. Uh, looking at this article written by Lorenzo here. All right, so before the break, you'd mentioned something I thought that I never really thought of uh, until I'd read your article, even though I kind of live with them every day. Discord has a lot of bots. Um, you know, in some of the servers that I've been on, uh, you know, we've used them for, um, I was running a remote uh, uh, tabletop game during the pandemic with some friends. We used them to roll dice and control music. Um, you know, I'm in a free company in Final Fantasy 14, and it's a bunch of programmers, a bunch of nerds in the group with us. One of them has created a bot that just randomly insults people, and he keeps growing the database, and it's purely just a project for his own amusement to keep his brain working. But the bots can do a lot. They have a, a shocking amount of access. Can you tell me a little bit more about the bots and like what some of them have been programmed to do, what you've been seeing? Yeah, so bots can be programmed to, you know, announce new drops, announce new mints, announce new like projects, crypto projects and stuff like that. And, you know, usually they are controlled by admins. So they are, I think by default, if you're a Discord user, you trust the bots because they're, you know, not everyone can use them. Um, not everyone can uh, can create them and program them. So they're a great way to push uh, push like a phishing link um, once you take over an admin's account or maybe even worse, uh, you steal the server's key and you get complete control over it. Uh, It's a great way to automate sending phishing links uh, and also, again, to make them look very believable because they come from a bot that until, you know, until yesterday, until a few hours ago, was used by the admins to make uh, legitimate announcements. Um. And there isn't really, there are some tools now that allow you to to make them a little bit harder to control. But again, it's, you know, it's a feature. The fact that bots are used by administrators and they're used for announcements, uh, things that are automated, that's the feature. So if someone takes over the bot, then they can do a lot of damage. You don't even have to, or, or programs a specific bot for a specific purpose, right? It's not even something that somebody necessarily has to take over. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar with how bots uh, work, depending, I think depending on the server, you can probably limit uh, the ability of users to create bots, which would be a great idea if you're a crypto project. Um, yeah, because but, I mean, yeah, the, ju- mm-hmm. just in okay. my limited reporting on this kind of stuff. I know like you and Jordan and others really take the lead on this stuff, but anytime you get involved in any of these spaces on discord, you're, you need a separate, if you're, if you're a journalist reporting on this, you, you basically have to have a separate account um, because you're, it, 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 I can't stress how overwhelming the DMs start to become. And the more servers you join and the more you look into it, the more things are scraping your information and trying to get other servers in front of you. Some servers that may be legitimate, maybe, you know, fronts for these nightmare scams. It just, it's pretty, it can get pretty overwhelming pretty quickly. Um, okay. So 
why not just abandon this platform? There are other chat apps, right? If, if Discord is so rife with scams and so unsecure, aren't there other options out there? The short answer is not really in the sense that um, there isn't really anything that works so well as Discord. And also, to a certain extent, it, you know, it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy or, you know, the network effect, right? Once everyone uses, you know, right now in crypto, everyone uses Discord and to a certain extent also Telegram. So if you're launching a new crypto project, do you want to ask the, you know, your audience who is already on Discord with, because, you know, they invest on, you know, 15 other crypto projects, do you want them to learn a new app? Is that going to turn them off from even joining your project, from even investing in your project? You know, the answer is potentially yes. Because uh, maybe if you're an investor in crypto, you want to have everything centralized, right? You want to have all your projects, all the projects that you care about in one one place, and that's Discord. Telegram is also used a lot, but Telegram feels more like a like a stream where you post announcements. It's not that great for for chatting um, if there's a large group of people. Uh, there's also just not, you know, you can only have one channel. You cannot have, like, sub-channels and stuff like that. Um, someone in the comments on Twitter mentioned Element, which is an app that I actually use for very specific, uh, that I use for some very specific sources at some point. And it kind of looks like, I'm looking at it right now, it kind of looks like Slack, sort of, but... It's, I don't know, I would be curious if anyone in the, you know, anyone listening to us right now even has even heard about it. I honestly had not heard about it until someone told me, I want to talk to you there. Um, So I'm sure that there are some people that are working on Discord uh, alternatives for crypto. uh, But right now, they're just not out there. They're not very popular. And it's going to be very hard for them to dethrone Discord just because it's become so popular. What was Discord's response to all of this to the twitter thread i'm sure you reached out like what have they said so in terms of that privacy issues with the channels they said that this is just how it's designed um in terms of like the security issues they were actually very good they gave me pretty long and detailed answers about the you know about how they're thinking about this about how worried they are about this um, and they are pushing out some uh, some new features uh, to protect against phishing, to protect against hacks. Um, one of them is something that they're still trying. So I don't know if it's like in only a few servers or they're just testing it internally. But it's called the uh, safe mode, which is a like a system that monitors servers for what they call in- inauthentic behavior. So maybe bots uh, bots spamming people. Um, this system would put the service on safe mode, uh, which would require people to fill out captchas uh, to use it. So if you imagine, let's say that, you know, our crypto project's server is suddenly taken over by, maybe not taken over, but has a lot of like people spamming other people and uh, stuff like that, this system detects, okay, these are just uh, bots that are spamming people. These are not real users. Let's push everyone, let's force everyone to fill out a CAPTCHA. I imagine that would be very annoying if you're in that server, but I guess it's a pretty good uh, pretty good um, solution. They're also um, flagging, trying to flag proactively flag websites that are uh, dangerous or potentially phishing. 
So if if a malicious website ends up on one of their lists, they publish they sorry they show uh, a warning saying you know this is a, a they call it abusive website ahead. So they're sort of like telling you do not interact with this website. Um, again, these are great features, but they're not really you know they're not just for crypto. They're mostly just they're just general features. They're not really special features for crypto. Um, the Discord has also published two guides on um, like privacy and safety, and in one of them they do shout out. They do mention um, one of them is about potential scams that you could face on on uh, Discord, and there is a little paragraph specifically on fake giveaways and NFT drops. So they mention you know this is specifically for crypto. Uh, you know the phishing is a problem that you can have in, uh, in gaming or. You know, there's also like uh, cybersecurity groups that are on Discord. Uh, so yeah, the phishing is like universal. It's a problem that's universal, not just for crypto. And Disco would say, not that Discord has had some trouble dealing with this, but that whenever its gamer gamer audience realizes that they are spending resources and time catering to the crypto market, uh, things happen. Right? Can mm-hmm. you can you walk us through a little bit of that? Yeah, that happened a few. I want to say a few months ago. Now I, I don't remember now when exactly it happened. I think it was last year actually. Um, the founder of Discord posted on Twitter, uh, sort of like hinting that they were working on some sort of uh, NFT integration in Discord. Uh, it was very vague, but you know it was clear that there was some sort of like you know we're we're thinking about it. We're thinking about integrating making some sort of feature specific for NFTs on Discord. And he was immediately mobbed on Twitter uh, by gamers and, and regular people that use uh, Discord um, to tell him, do not do this. Do not like cater to the crypto community. Do not cater to the NFT community. And uh, he, was quickly, he quickly retracted saying, no, actually, we're not working on this. Don't worry. Um, so Discord is in a very sort of, it's a difficult situation because obviously they must have thousands, if not millions of users that use it exclusively for crypto projects. And at the same time, they get uh, trolled and um, people complain to them if they even just hint that they're thinking about their audience. You know, I think it's inevitable that at some point they will have to do it. They will have to, and they may already be doing it, to be honest. Internally, I'm sure they're thinking about it. They're uh, working on features that are mostly for crypto, but are also good for gamers. You know, a lot of this, you know, a lot of protection anti- against phishing is good for both communities, obviously. So I think that the, I imagine that Discord is already thinking about this and eventually they will have to, they will have to like publicly talk about it because it's just, you know, at some point the user will just be too valuable for them. The other, another aspect of the story I found really fascinating was how, because Discord was built from the ground up as a place for gamers to gather and like chat online, um, it has a, it has kind of a couple of built-in peculiarities about it that have allowed these crypto scams to kind of profligate. Can you talk about that? I, the, the story about Discord being a reaction to Skype, I think, is very interesting mm-hmm. in this regard. Yeah, I never thought about that either until... Uh... Uh, they told me. So, 
So yeah, back in the day, Skype obviously was was you know we're talking about early 2000 when Skype was the best uh, chat app out there, chat and voice app out there, and obviously mm. was used by a lot of. I won't fight you, but you're wrong. Well, maybe not the best, but one of the most popular. Let's put it that way. Uh, one of the most popular, uh, and a lot of you know a lot of people that used to play video games used it to chat while they were you know uh, flat fragging people on Quick Three or Unreal Tournament. And um, unfortunately, Skype had the issue that you could extract somebody's IP address uh, just by adding them on. Uh, if you know, if you were, if they were on your list of friends, uh, I don't remember if Skype at some point fixed this. I imagine they did, but for a while, this was you know a very good way to find somebody's IP address. Maybe you know, maybe uh, dox them and uh, harass them. And so, so one of the best features of Discord is that you cannot do that. And so people in the gaming community, which often face doxing and harassment and even swatting maybe, are very happy that uh, you know, they can use an app that does not expose their IP address, that an app where they can uh, have a, their own, like a nickname. You, know, you don't have to use a real name like on Facebook. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great feature that Discord offers. And again, it's, a, it's not just for gamers because people in crypto also love to be anonymous. Um, so, so that's another reason why uh, Discord is good for crypto people. What, what other steps do you think need to be taken to bring this all in line? Well, there's, there's stuff that, um, there's stuff that the, some add-ons are doing that I think Discord could do as well. So, there's an add-on called Collab.land, uh, which lets administrators of Discord servers to make it so you have to verify that you are like in, that you're an investor, that you own a token, for example, or you own, you know, one of the JPEGs part of this NFT collection. Um, you know, it basically syncs with your OpenSea or MetaMask, and uh, you know proves to the the server administrators and owners that you are part of the project. Um, you know, this sounds great on paper. I think that it doesn't scale very well because a lot of these projects don't want to interact, just don't want to just create a place for you know people that are already bought in to interact they want to attract new people right like let's say that i'm interested in this new crypto project you know i hear about it on twitter i'm like oh crap you know this sounds interesting maybe i should put some money into it you know in that case if i can't access their discord then maybe i'm not going to end up um, investing um so yeah it's a good solution for certain projects but i don't think it's going to be it's not a like a silver bullet um there's also um, something else called Goodnight, which is a bot that also allows you to manage uh, other bots in a more secure way. I think it sounds like a very good on paper, uh, but it's one of those things that, like, I don't know how large how large and popular it is right now, and I'm sure that a lot of people don't really know about it. It's a kind of an intractable problem, I think, for Discord, because you have to think from their perspective, gamers are their core brand, their core community. Um, Discord is coming in, or not Discord, crypto is coming in in a big way right now and bringing with it a lot of money for, I'm sure that people have subs and all sorts of things. But there's that danger, as with, you know, GPU manufacturers, 
where if you cater to that community, it's so unstable. And what's that, what's all of that going to look like in a year? If you've spent the past year trying to fix or curtail the damage that those people have established in your space, like you could be left with nothing at the end of it. Like Seth green on Twitter complaining about his apes. Gone. Gone. Peace to those apes. Gone. Those poor. Uh, Yeah. As as I said, I think discord is in a very difficult position. I think at some point they'll have to come out and say something about the fact that so many million people, you know, millions of people use it for, for crypto. You know, remember that some, some companies are really have a really hard stance on, on crypto. Like Apple doesn't allow any crypto related app on the app store, like absolutely no crypto related uh, apps. Google does not allow crypto projects to advertise on Google search. So it's, yeah, you know, I think that for now they're sort of, uh, you know, they're not talking about it too much, although, you know, as, one, as I said, in one of those guys on scams, they do mention uh, NFT drops. So yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting to see how Discord navigates this, uh, this, uh, you know, this community and this world that can be very controversial for very good reasons. I do so love the music. Lorenzo Franceschi Bicarai, thank you for coming on to Cyber and walking us through this. The article is Discord is the world's most important financial messenger and hotbed for scammers. If you missed the beginning of the show, you're watching on Twitch. It'll be available as a podcast very soon. You know, if you uh, enjoy catching the live broadcasts, subscribe to us and you'll get notified when they go live. We're recording twice-ish a week live on Twitch. Um, We will be back next week with another story about uh, the wild world of the internet. See you then. Bye, everyone. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.